Welcome to the Atomic Mummy Podcast with your host, Kim Pangaro. This is your podcast to understand everything and anything about parenting life, where each episode she speaks to special guests and covers even the most taboo of parenting topics. Before diving in, remember, you can find the Atomic Mommy podcast on iTunes and Spotify or on her website at www.atomicmommy.net. Now, let's get to it. Hi, JP. Thank you so much for joining me on tonight's podcast. This is Atomic Mommy. For those of you who are just tuning in, JP, tell us a little bit about yourself. So a little about myself. After seven years of trying to have a baby, my wife and I, we finally found out a couple years ago that we're having a little girl, which was back in 2020. And so that was a huge excitement for us because it was literally seven years we've been trying we've been married for 10 so now I get to take care of our superhero little girl take her on adventures during the day and I also attend classes in the evening because I'm switching my career to become a teacher and it kind of since having our daughter I just came to realize how important it is to make a difference in children's lives and I can do that as a teacher along with my own daughter as well. So I'm super excited about that. So that's just kind of what we've been doing since a little bit about myself right off the bat there. That's pretty heroic. I mean, you're changing, you're changing your career. What did you used to do? So I used to, that's the funny thing. So how far back do you want to go? (laughs) As far back as you want. All right. Excellent. So might as well go all the way back. So when I first met my wife, she knew exactly what she wanted to do where I was kind of, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't 100% sure. So whenever we first met, we, uh, she knew what she wanted. So we came to the conclusion, I was working as an emergency medical technician at the time. She was about to graduate and move on to her graduate school. And so then we moved to a different state. And then I got into, started working in a different field there as well. So I kind of was supporting my wife as she was pursuing her goals. And at the same time, I was getting all these different experiences of working. And then I ultimately landed in the financial field. And so, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. Thought I was going to be in there until I retired, honestly. And I was helping people with their financial goals. Then I got promoted a few times. And then I was working recently, I was working with small businesses, helping them to achieve profitability and things like that, helping them get loans or avoid getting loans depending on their own situations. So then that's kind of what I was doing before. And then before my daughter, whenever we finally moved where we're at now, we live on the East Coast and my wife is in the position she's going to be in for her career, what she's been working towards. So then now I decided, okay, I want to go back and pursue my goal of becoming a teacher. And so that's what I was doing. And then luckily we, our daughter blessed us with coming into our lives. That's an amazing story. I, it's very rare to first, a hear a man change careers when he's already got something he thinks he's in love with. And then to wait that long for a baby and she finally comes and, and you become a stay-at-home dad. I think that's fantastic. I, I never, I've never heard of it, to be honest with you. I know a bunch of dads 
And I don't think anybody would ever wish to be that. And so I'll be honest with you. When I publish your blog post on my site, I've had so much amazing feedback about that particular post. And so I just had to have you do the podcast with me. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's something, the one thing that about my wife and I, when we first met was we always looked at life as one big adventure. And so we are kind of the same in that regard. Because when we first met, I remember we talked about, we just going on a random road trip, just going somewhere and just with no destination, no GPS, just driving somewhere. And so, and everybody we talked to, our friends and stuff, always thought that wouldn't be fun, wouldn't be something exciting, but we did. And so whenever we started talking about that, that's when we really hit things off. We're like, okay, we're both have this adventurous mindset. So I think I take that. So even though I switched careers multiple times, whenever we moved from my wife, I always just embraced it, went all in and just kind of took that same mindset into everything we do. Even now with my daughter, we look at it as every day we're going on some big adventure with her. And that goes into me being a stay-at-home dad, which has been amazing, terrifying, and super fun (laughs) and tiring all in the same day. (laughs) It's honestly been really fun. That I can agree with. I was a stay-at-home mom myself for a really long time. Went into real estate, and then I'm still sort of a stay-at-home mom, I guess you could say, because I work my whole life around the kids and my husband, including this new venture with this blogging business and the podcast. But um, I get I get what you're saying. It's exhausting. Being a parent is exhausting. Yeah, it's funny. So before I became a parent, just even two years ago, I would have no problem staying up late, watching movies or the rare chance of playing a video game here or there with some friends from back then. But now it's like, as soon as 8.30 hits and she's asleep, (laughs) I want to go to sleep too. (laughs) That 8.30 must be the magic number because my husband and I are the same way. By 8.30, we're shot. (laughs) Yep. That's true. It's true. Because it's, you have that, you know, you have that appointment. And I always joke with my friends. I was like, well, I have like my brother and his fiance were down visiting this past weekend, this past week. And they're like, so what do you do? And I was like, well, I got an appointment every day at 6, 630 with my daughter when she wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that appointment doesn't change. There's no snooze button for that. <laughs> there, no, there isn't. You're right about that. So let me, let me ask you this question. So I'm scrolling through your Instagram right now and I'm in love with it. I love how you put your daughter at the forefront at the center of your life. It just seems like the two of you are best friends. Is that, is that what you think she thinks about you? I think so. I think so. Cause I, it kind of, cause I always had this idea of what I would be like as a dad, but now that I'm a stay at home dad and after meeting my daughter and just learning every day, seeing something she learns, it just blows me away. And so I kind of want to instill that adventurous lifestyle into her as well. And, and sometimes our adventures, they, they lead to misadventures. Because, for <laughs> example, we started swim lessons last week. And let's just say, for all the parents out there, there is a print on the back of the swim diaper that does say back in really small print. <laughs> and I put the diaper on backwards and bad things happened. So... <laughs> It's, there are some misadventures in there, but yeah, my, the little girl that, I mean, I literally try to 
we try to go every somewhere every day with her if it's to the zoo and then when we do go to the zoo we'll pick on pick one animal that we haven't focused on and we'll just kind of let her see that animal she and then she finally starts picking her favorite animals like right now the giraffe is her favorite so we go see the giraffe and we spend a lot more time with the giraffe than the other animals but yeah we literally feels that way too i hope that's how she'll feel whenever she gets older as well how old is she now she just turned 18 months the what five days ago she turned 18 months and she she's like walking around and she's exploring yeah she yeah she was uh she was walking at nine months she was walking and then but yeah now she's running all over the place and the olympics (laughs) yeah yeah she poured some milk into the cat's bowl today so (laughs) just uh getting into a little bit everything right now but that's a good thing there she's in that curious mode exploring everything yeah and that's and it's like the simple things too like for example I never, I don't even think I did this whenever, I don't remember ever doing this when I grew up, just whenever we'd go start cleaning or I would start vacuuming, she wants to help. She'll walk behind me, she'll help put her toys up, then she'll walk behind me holding the cord as I'm vacuuming. <laughs> and it does take longer, but I, that's very, it seems like that's very important just to let her follow along and we're cleaning up. <laughs> it's... <laughs> that's so funny that you say that it really is my uh, honestly my girls I have four daughters I don't know if I told you that I have four oh no that's awesome yeah yeah on some days on some days I I will say it's awesome on other days (laughs) I just want to pull my hair out (laughs) yeah but my um all of them when they were little around the same age about about two they were following me around the house doing the exact same thing that your daughter does with you trying to clean up now oh man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, yeah. teeny, my oldest is 15 let me tell you i uh i'm just gonna give you this piece of advice just learn to just breathe and let it all go because you'll yep. be stressed out all the time yeah that's one thing that absolutely that's one thing that everybody said was you just have to have have lots of patience which i had patience coming in but <laughs> there yes patience is key patience is key if you think you don't you think you're patient learn to have more patience yeah, no, that's a, that is a really great point that you just said, because honestly, I don't know how many people realize or don't realize, I should say, that you need that much and more. Yeah, and that's kind of I one thing I did going into be in the parenthood to try to get some value from. I thought about my own childhood and the things that I liked how I was raised and more importantly, things that I did not like or I thought was unfair then I try to figure out why did I think that back then and like one of the examples I wrote in the your, the blog that I wrote for your uh, site was when my mom came down she was watering she bought flowers my wife and I are horrible at keeping flowers alive <laughs> but we've been doing a great job because that's one of one of our daughter's favorite things to do is literally water the flowers now but whenever she did it, she did it real fast. Even though Marissa, you could see she was curious. She was looking at it. She was looking at it. And so the next day we went out and then I picked it up, showed her. And she, of course, she dumped it on her shoes, dumped it out. (laughs) But now she's out there every day. We have to go water the flowers. Got to go water the flowers. So it's been just fun. Just then we go fill it up, 
and she dumps it out and it's just now it's just one of our things we do every day that's really sweet i think that's great that you guys are our best friends so i gotta ask this question for those other business owners out there because it seems like you're growing a brand and you're gonna be heading in a direction teaching but before you get your teaching degree, this might actually turn out to be your big business. I'll say it that way. Sidekick Dad is your Instagram tag and it's your blog website title too. So how did you come up with that? Is it just like from being around her and being best friends or was it just like... Yeah, it was because everywhere I went, everywhere, everybody I talked to, friends who have kids that are older and everything, everybody... So that's a good question. So basically six months into being a dad and being a stay-at-home dad at that, I realized I'm not the superhero here. Everybody said the dad's the superhero. And that might be true for moments here and there. But overall, I felt like if I'm doing parenting right at the end of the day, when she's grown, she's older, hopefully she can still come to me and I'm her sidekick. I'm the guy that she looks to on how she needs to be treated whenever she starts dating. And she's going to do that by watching my every move, how I interact with other people, and more importantly, how I treat her mother and my wife. That's going to be a guide on how, if she's not being treated correctly in a relationship, she's going to be like, okay, this isn't right. I need to get out of this. Or best case scenario, oh, this person's treating me very kindly. This is how I need to be treated. So that's kind of how I came up with the sidekick dad was everywhere you go, you hear about dads being superheroes and absolutely they are. But at the end of the day, long run, I think being a sidekick is at least for me is how I want my daughter to view me. That's, I mean, that's so, let's just say, I'll say this. I'm very impressed by that notion because most of the times we hear that either a dads have taken off, they can't handle the responsibility of being a dad or a parent. And then B they're always at work and they're never around. That's definitely something I felt as a young girl that my father was always at work and never around. So I think that what you're doing is, um, uh, futuristic, I guess you could say, I hate yeah. But it, it, it feels like it's still that way. Stay-at-home dads, there's not many. And if there there's are, not. they're hiding somewhere because I don't hear about them too often. And a lot of other women, too. And I think it's important to get your point of view on that. What do you think? Yeah, other so that, that absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of – that goes into what I'm finding now that I'm going out and doing activities during the day with – with my daughter, like swim lessons and going to the library for story times, things like that. That's kind of the hard stuff now. It seems like, so the swim lessons is the best example because it's new. So last week we went and I'm not big on making assumptions, but sometimes it's hard not to. So I always assume when I walk in these places with my daughter that everyone thinks I'm just a dad helping his wife take care of the kid. And when in reality, I'm going through similar things because I'm a stay-at-home dad. Like the first week of swim classes, I was just a dad, small daughter, and had small interactions with all the other moms there. I was the only dad and had normal pleasantries. Everybody was super nice. It was the first time I met them. And But today at the swim lesson, I actually told them I was a stay-at-home dad. I put a smile on my face and and introduced myself as a stay-at-home dad and 
taking care of my daughter while my wife works. And that actually, they like a switch flipped and they started, they were more talkative. They shared different tips with different parks that they take their kids and so on. And I was like, and it was pretty cool because it felt, it felt like I, they were embracing you. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was before, I don't want to say they were assuming, but I think that's a fair assessment to say they probably would have, I think I would as well, would assume that. I, def- I definitely would have assumed, if I saw you show up with your daughter at the pool at a, like, a swim lesson or any kind of lesson, I'd be like, oh, his wife definitely sent him to go do it as a favor for her. Ex- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Give her a break kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, and that brings up another really good point. Do you or have you ever felt like that maybe stay-at-home moms either don't welcome you often enough and don't provide tips or look at you weird when you do tell them that you're a stay-at-home mom? Or do you feel like all around they've been embracing? Overall, very embracing. It's funny, though, because if when they don't know, like a month ago, we were at the beach and just me and my daughter, we went to the beach and... I pack everything whenever we go, even if it's just for 30 minutes or an hour. We pack all the toys, we pull the wagon, we do the whole thing, and I always take my time when we're packing up to have my daughter come help, roll the tent up, put everything away. And we were walking past this lady, and she said, oh, you're, she said, I just want to commend you. She said, you're a very brave dad coming out here without the mom. And I just smiled because this was all new to me. So I just smiled and said, thanks. I couldn't have done it without my daughter's help. And I turned to my daughter and said, you're a great big help. So there is a barrier there. But now, next time, if I'm in that situation, I'm like, oh, yeah, I am the stay-at-home dad and so on to kind of break that down a little bit. And that's also what you said previously about not many dads out there is – and if they are, they're hiding. I, that's absolutely true because I actually found out one of my old clients was a stay-at-home dad. For His kids are all grown now, but he was a stay-at-home dad. But he said he never talked about it with anybody because he always felt ashamed. <laughs> he's like, I shouldn't have looking back at it. But he's like, that's just the reality of what I felt. You know, this is a really important topic to talk about because – Right now, it you know, between the Me Too movement and everything, women are in the forefront of everything. And, and you know, long overdue, definitely. But uh, yeah. not every man, and I'm sure you will agree because you are a man, but not every man is terrible. There's actually a lot of great guys out there, and it just seems like they got overshadowed by all the garbage that other dudes would do. With that in mind, it seems like stay-at-home dads sort of fell into, like, this gray space, I guess you could say, where they don't have a voice or a place to go to talk or chat or group together and meet, you know? Absolutely. Have you Uh, anything like that for yourself? Yeah, that's kind of also the reason I started the Instagram page was because I was curious to see how many stay-at-home dads there are out there. And if there's not, why not be one of the ones that start sharing about my own experience because that's a hard thing to do and I'm all about and not only will it help me and help the other dads or even other moms out there who are maybe they have a career that they want to speak up and say no maybe their dad can stay home and they can draw from that and it can also be a lesson for my daughter as she grows that look you can do whatever you want you can 
you want to go have a career, you can do that. If you want to find somebody you can, you can do, you can kind of live outside the box of what is normal and do what is hard and difficult and sometimes even scary, but it's what you want to do. That's fantastic. I love how you said that outside of the box, outside of the normalcy, I think that you're providing a new type of normal. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. And it's, it just kind of all, cause it, it's also kind of funny because at the beginning, everybody assumed I was staying, I was a stay at home dad just because of the pandemic, which the pandemic did cause a lot of people to stay home, but we were doing, that was our plan before the pandemic hit. Wow. Really? That's kind of cool to know. That's awesome. Cause even if the pandemic didn't hit, I was going to stay home and we were going to, because it took seven years for that kind of, re- I think, I don't know if it's because it took us seven years to get her that we're, we just have this almost protective of her. We want to just kind of, we didn't want to put her in daycare. We wanted to give her all the love we could do here at home. And of course, as she grows, she's going to spread her wings and go find friends and do different things, all that. But as she's young, we kind of want to experience, I'll be there to experience everything with her. Well, that makes, that makes total sense. And there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think daycare is an acquired taste for a lot of parents, definitely a lot of moms. And then some parents have no choice but to do the, put them in daycare. Exactly. And that's the other, yeah, absolutely. We're fortunate enough that my wife's career does allow me to be a stay home dad. We know that's very fortunate that we do have that. Yeah. It's um that's very important. Let me ask you this question. Now so you're you're a stay-at-home dad, you're at 18 months doing the stay-at-home dad. You made the choice before the pandemic, which is awesome and new to hear because you don't hear that either. But have you considered, you know, like what it's gonna or maybe maybe the better question would be this. So your daughter, does she handle socializing with other children well when you take her out? Because I know you take her out a lot. Yeah, she has gotten a lot better. That's one of the reasons we started signing up for these because we're like, she's not getting a lot of child interaction. So we're like, we got to start doing these different classes. And so going to the beach is great, but you don't always get that interaction with kids her age where now we go to story times. And now she's like today, she actually sat down with the after the end of the class we stayed after because they have like a whole the rec center has like a whole play area and so one of the other girls were there and they were playing with the toys they had out it was like this little puzzle that they were putting together and then they were dancing up top where the water was making splashing and then marissa actually turned to one of the other moms and pointed at the ground and pointed and wanted her to start dancing as well. So then she joined in and started dancing with them. So it was just, so she has gotten, she's getting, learning that as she goes. Absolutely. So that's a, that's an an important message too, to to tell other parents or even stay at home dads who are out there that they care, you know, if you need it, that's, that's fine. And if you don't, it's okay. Cause you know, having your child socialize with other kids isn't too difficult to do if you know where to look. So what, what are some places you can tell other dads and other moms of where their kid can go socialize now, you know, with this whole pandemic? So a lot of, if you're looking for outdoor things, the, your local library, they do outdoor story times, which we actually have one tomorrow. 
outdoor story times are a great way because they sing songs, they get to interact with kids, they pass out toys and everything. And it typically lasts for 30 minutes to an hour, depending what you sign up for. That's been a great way to just interact with other stay-at-home parents and have our kids in during the same age range. That's what I found a struggle at first was how do I find other parents with kids around the same age? And that's one of the best ways to do it. Then even just going to a park, um, you're going to find all kinds of different kids out there, different ages and everything. But once you do find one that is around your daughter's age or son's age, then you can interact with their parents and then maybe set up some play dates. Like we have a play date set up, somebody we've met and we go to the park and we'll just, they'll just play. They'll go down slides, things like that. And then the other things we do is uh, our city has a pretty cool botanical gardens that has an outdoor area. The first time we went there, we didn't know they even had a kid's area. We just went there for something different just to see plants since she likes flowers. And then we found out they have this huge play area for kids. And so then we became members and it's just, and it's paid for itself. It's, it's one of those things that if you go enough times, it pays for itself. That's how we justify it. And it's kind of more fun doing that than right now, especially when she's little taking a big vacation whenever she's super little and now we can just go on these different adventures every day and meet new people. Now that I'm being more assertive with introducing myself as the stay-at-home dad, it's gotten easier to make those connections. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. So, you know, now that we're talking about that, what are some, like, have you done day trips with her? We have, yes. So what are some of your most favorite day trips that you think would be good on the East Coast? Now, I know you said East Coast. Are you close to Manhattan or no? No, we're probably five hours away from there. We're kind of in the Virginia area. Okay. I like Virginia. Lots of stuff to do. Yeah, my we're actually, this is going to be our first trip. My little brother is getting married in D.C. in the Crystal City area. Okay. and Because that's where she's from originally. And so they're getting married there. So we're going to actually take a trip up there. That'll be coming up here in a few months when she's the flower girl. <laughs> so we'll get to take a trip up there and that'll be the first night unless we do something before that'll be the first night in a hotel for her. So but, are you doing anything like specific to prep her for that or to prepare your own mindset for that of what you need to do? We've been discussing that. So, cause she's going to have to sleep in a pack and play cause she won't be. So we might, put her in a pack like for a nap or two just to get used to it we're thinking maybe try that but we're not 100 percent sure how she's because the day trips we do go on or we usually go to like acetique island things like that or we go to we've gone down south to the outer banks and things like that and just the uh, parks that are further away we're going to see the mountains what mountains? Oh, wait, you're in Virginia. What mountains are those? Are those the Appalachian Mountains? Yeah, the Appalachian. Yeah. It's, was, um, I'm in Jersey, so there's no mountains here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's the funny thing. We got lucky last year with... I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so I'm used to lots of snow. Mm -hmm. and, but now we live, at the, live down here, and there's, we had one day of snow, which she got to go out and run around in the snow, but... It was for one day, then it all melted. It's pretty much was there and melted the same day. 
You miss shoveling snow? I don't miss driving in snow, but I do miss like building snowmen and things like that. I think that that's probably, so we'll probably, when we're, our plan is if we're in the DC area, maybe if there's, if it's cold enough in November, maybe we'll be able to, there is some like, I think there's like a snow tubing resort nearby that we're going to try to go check out and hopefully they have fake snow that we can build a snowman with. <laughs> well, I can say that's all. Most of their museums are free, if not all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I love DC. The kids love it too. Oh, uh, excellent. They have uh, the space. I think it's the airplane or air and space museum down there. Kids love that place. I mean, you can explore Very cool. spaceship and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I'll have to look that up. For us, it's about three and a half hours from Jersey down, but we try to do it at least once a year to take them down because they get so much information and knowledge from all the museums. It's hard to do it all in just two days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we might stay an extra day or two just to check some of those things out when we go. Yeah, I think you guys will like it, actually. I really do. All right, so let, let me ask you this question. The Sidekick Dad now, right? You're, you, this is a brand. I don't know if you've realized that, but this is definitely a brand. And it is, yes. You have realized that, right? Like I have. over. T- not at first. No, not at first. <laughs> it, <laughs> and now you feel like you, you know it, it could be built into something bigger. It can. I had, honestly, I had zero expectations going into the internet world of what <laughs> to expect. But as I, I've learned more, like, whenever you sent me that message a while ago that I thought I had to save, then it disappeared. I was like, wait a second, what did I do wrong? And so I was trying to figure out and then I Googled it and I was like, oh, there's disappearing images. Okay. And then of course that's what you said. And I was like, yep, still learning everything. So you know what? Don't feel bad. I'm still learning too. There's, I went back from my messages today. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? Does this person have vanish mode? What does vanish mode do? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a lot, but yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I had no, I had zero expectations going into it, but now I can see that there's a lot of potential that down the road that could happen. Have you thought about writing a book? I have. That's something that my wife keeps actually pushing me to do. You should. I think it would be a huge success. I mean, there's a lot of male writers, but the point of view from a stay-at-home dad is unique. Yeah, the yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's something I'm going to have to focus on and see and definitely do in the future. <laughs> and sooner too, I think. I think so too to be honest with you. So I follow a lot you you know my Instagram. So I follow a lot of people, a lot of dads, a lot of parents, a lot of uh, different influencers as well. But so far in all of the my endeavors to find, you know, guests to to write for the blog, uh, you're like the only, like the only one stay at home dad. That's it. I've not found another one. That's fantastic. <laughs> so That's... I scroll every day too, like yeah. just to build, you know, cause building a brand takes time and effort and which you know, Absolutely. You're now, but, um, like every day, all day, I'm, I'm literally scrolling for new people that I can, I can talk. To yeah, them. no, yeah. you're right. Cause even the dads that I've interacted with on Instagram and, talk to in private messages and just regular messages they all are the breadwinner of their household as well as being the dad and so on so yeah. that's uh <laughs> or both the parents work and they're a dad so it's it's definitely i haven't found many either myself so that's 
you definitely have something. I, I think you definitely do have something. So, you know, that's a power that you have that now you can cultivate and grow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I haven't been at the beginning. I wasn't super consistent with everything because I had no expectations. And also I was still learning the whole parenting thing, figuring out. And that's something that I talked to my wife about. We talked about, it was actually her idea was she's like, whenever school starts, you need to set a schedule. So you have time for your blog and time for your other things on top of the schoolwork and things like that of that nature. So lady. Yeah. So that's going to be, that's going to be the next, the next task. So it's going to be. Okay. So, you know, your wife mentioned you having to put together a schedule to keep, you know, to be able to maintain everything that you're doing. Right. How do you do that now with the blog and your daughter and all the activities you guys do together? Yeah. So now the day in the life of me currently is we wake up around 637. She's usually 630 and we go get breakfast and lately I've been trying to eat breakfast with her because I found out she eats, she seems to eat better if I'm eating as well. Mm-hmm. If not, she'll try to feed me her food. <laughs> so that's what we, then we play a little bit and as I clean up and I'll explain what we're doing. And then around eight o'clock, like my brother and, and his fiance found out at eight o'clock, she's ready to go out the door. She's saying outside and she's ready. She's ready to go somewhere. So then we go somewhere and then where I get some time in with the blog is whenever we get back, it's usually time for her nap. So we'll eat lunch wherever we go. I always pack a lunch and say, if it's the park, we'll stop at the park and we'll play all day, play till about noon. She'll eat lunch, come back and then she'll nap for two hours. She's really good with napping. And so she napped for two hours and then I'll spend 45 minutes to do some dishes, laundry or whatever the case may be. And then the rest of the time I spend on the blog, but mainly in the evening is when I can really sit down uninterrupted is after she goes to sleep. That's where I get most of my writing done. You find that you get tired though, through your writing? Like at night. I, Yes, that's why that's yes, that's uh, absolutely correct. So what we've tried to do, especially whenever school is in on Saturdays, when my wife is off, usually in the morning, my wife will go do something with our daughter. And then Saturday morning, I'll try to get as much work done as possible. Then Sunday, we try to spend as a family day to go do something together. So that's going to be an adjustment because I do seem to write better whenever I'm more awake, <laughs> more, more able to focus than off my, because I drink coffee throughout the day, but that <laughs> not, doesn't, not doesn't really help it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not enough. <laughs> do you find yourself drinking coffee like two or three times a day yet? I do. I drink, I'm at the, I drank an entire pot today throughout the day. <laughs> um, so that's a lot of coffee. So You're officially a parent. Welcome. Yes. To you. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I drank coffee before, but not this much coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It's, it's a, it's a whole different ball game when you have kids, you know, you're, you're just like, you're tired all the time. Yep, absolutely. But it's, it's great though. It's, it's a lot of fun. You learn. A, what I found is I learn a lot just by watching her figure out 
the world and try to learn as how she thinks see things and then and kind of like we don't want to one of the things we tried not to do is like we try to purposely provide her with different types of toys and to interact with like right now she preferred like we were at the for example a while ago we were at the beach and there was a kid next to us that had a toy truck and we didn't have any toy trucks at home but she loved playing with that toy truck so we went and bought some trucks and we found out she likes playing with her toy cars and trucks over her dolls at sometimes which is perfectly fine with us we're just giving her the opportunity to try everything and determine at the end of the day what she's interested in that's kind of cool do you involve her in your blogging journey other than you know the photos and stuff and the videos but like does she ever want to get on the chair with you to type or or yeah she does so she'll come in she'll sit down she'll hit her hands on the keyboard and then we'll show her the pictures of the instagram page and things like that and she gets a big smile on her face when she sees herself so (laughs) that's so sweet that really is wow so what do you do at night when you can't write? Like, or maybe you write something crazy and then you wake up the next day and you saw it. Like, what is like the most funniest experience you've had with that whole writing thing? So the writing thing's tricky at times. Like for your piece that I wrote, that took me a few, I had like three different ideas for it. And then, so at first I was writing and then it, when I read it back, it just made no sense whatsoever. It seemed like it was a lot of times it's just jumbled. And then I'll, I realized my writing style, I need to pick and choose the things that I write at night. Cause like 90% of it will be jumbled and then 10% of it will be organized. <laughs> so that's what one thing that I really need to make sure I go back and reread and reorganize. Reorganize is the biggest thing. How do you do it? Like, how do you do that? And this is from one writer to another because, you know, it's not so simple. So parenting is difficult, fun, but difficult, overwhelming as well. Um, But how do you, like, I know you set aside some time to write. How do you come up with the ideas to write if you're tired or you've Yeah, that's a a great question because there's times where I'll just, I'll have time planned to write and I literally write nothing. I'll just sit there and just stare at the screen and wonder and just <laughs> literally just have my mind go a million miles a minute and or it's just blank. Do you, and, do you stay there try, like staring at the screen for like an hour trying? Yeah, yeah. Literally just stare at the screen and just trying to think of something. But usually if I'm struggling, what I'll do is I'll just think of an experience I had throughout the day and I'll start writing about that. Or I'll think about an experience that I had in my childhood that I want to share that I don't want to do or something good. Like one of my next pieces that I'm writing that's going to come out this week is about my dad. Whenever one thing I do remember my dad, like your dad worked a lot. So I didn't see a lot of my dad, but one thing that stood out was the time that he was there. He was all, he was there for us. Like whenever we had a baseball game, he would always, I remember the other coaches and his friends would be like, Hey, we're going to the bar, having a few drinks to celebrate the win. And he's like, no, I'm going to go home and eat pizza with my kid. And, my family. And so that kind of touched me. That kind of was one of the things that I hope to instill, hopefully I do with my daughter at which there's nothing wrong with going and have a drink here and there. 
and so on. But in that point where he wanted, he didn't get to see us a lot. So he wanted to make sure there was time that he didn't take away from that when he was free, when he wasn't working. Because he worked a lot whenever we were younger growing up. And so that's the piece you're working on now? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm writing right now. Along with either another portion of the blog that I wanted to do was I feel like one thing that I really wanted to focus on was life lessons. Because I feel like whenever I was talking to other parents, especially I have a friend who has a 13 and 14 year old right now. And he said there's things that he realized that even his parents did back then that maybe they just forgot what it was like to be 13 and 14 years old. And one of the big things that what he was discussing was his kids are quitting some things, but he doesn't want to label them as a quitter. He wants to label them as he's, they're just trying new interests. Like they're 14. They're going to, he said, they're trying new things. Like the, his son wants to learn how to build video games and which his parents back in the day would be like, no, that's dumb. You can't quit your other, you can't quit your sports to go learn how to play video games. You got to, and then they call him a quitter. Well, that's not what he wants to do. He wants to figure out. And I thought that was interesting because I was like, I wonder if whenever I'm older, if I'm not going to remember what it's like to be 18 years old or 19 years old when, whenever they have different things come up, how I'm going to handle that situation. Am I going to handle it like I would have whenever understanding and being being able to relate to it because we've all had some things happen, crazy things, fun things that happened whenever we were 18, 19 that we may not be too proud of, but it's part of life growing up. And so that's something that I want to start writing more on as well. It's like different life lessons for teach down the road kind of thing. That's a good thing though, because you could also use it as a diary for yourself in the future to remind you of how you felt. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's something that one of my friends said that I was like, oh, that's, I said, I bet a lot of people struggle with that. It, it's, it's, a, it's a struggle from me and my husband. We grew up in an era where we were not allowed to quit our sports. We had to have really good grades and we would be called losers or quitters. Yep. And we quit. And if you wanted to do something that the, our parents thought were stupid, believe me, you would know it was stupid because they would tell you it was stupid. <laughs> so. Yep, exactly. And that's exactly his. It must be a generational thing, too, I'm sure. That's, uh, but I think that's something that we can. That's why I think it's important to look back at your own childhood at times and figure out, even if it's uneasy, like when I was explaining this to my mom, it made her kind of uneasy. But I was like, you know, the reality is, I was like, I remember things that you said, like, Whenever you were growing up, you said me, mom, pappy gave you a really hard time whenever you went to buy your own car because they gave you no help. Or then like my dad, for example, his older brother broke his football helmet and his dad got mad at him for having to pay $75 for a new football helmet, which $75 back in the day was a lot of money. And so that's just different things. And I was like, so whenever we were growing up, guess what? You helped us whenever we, you gave us advice on how to get a new car. You were there with us. You're both. So you indirectly kind of did the same thing we're doing. And I'm sure there'll be things that my daughter will be like, if she wants to have kids down the road, there's going to be things that, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. But I do like this kind of thing. It's not means you had a bad childhood or you had bad parents is just something you want to do different something you want to try to do better give your kid a different 
experience a better life kind of thing. That's kind of a great point too, because a lot of parents, a lot of like the, like our parents who are now older and we're now parents and their grandparents, they don't necessarily always remember the things that they either a did or said. And, um, I noticed that with my own mother too. Like they're, she's very, 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 very lenient <laughs> with my daughters. And I am, I'm lenient, but I like to have some structure. Yes. <laughs> yes there, and you do I, need to have some structure. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I bring it up to her, she like, doesn't like to remember what it was like as a parent. I guess maybe they, they also go what we're going through, like where it could be stressful and scary and sometimes they lose their temper and like we lose our temper, I'm sure. So I get that. I, I really do. And as for your friend, I think that that's a really important topic to think about because it's not always easy to just remember your childhood or to even go back to that memory. Sometimes oh, yeah, absolutely. You're just like in the thick of it, you know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because that can be a scary thing in its own right, thinking yeah. back back then if it, if something did happen. But I, you brought up a good point. That's something else that's important is letting your kids do see that you guys do argue at times. Like there's going to be disagreements with even my wife and myself, there's disagreements, but then she gets to see us make up, apologize for whatever it was. If whatever the case may be, if it's about something as small as dirty dishes sitting out, or if it's something as big as forgetting to make a payment on something or, or whatever the case may be, I think that's important as well to realize that, relationships are also hard like it's it's okay to have a disagreement it's okay but it's how you handle it after the fact and so she'll get to see us make up and see her dad apologize for something or her mom depending on what the case may be and see that's okay to have those things in your life I think that's a great I I really do I think that's great because I will say this I a lot of these like parenting books or self-help parenting books or things like that they don't really go over too often how to argue and how to solve a problem as, as like parents with children or even relationships. And so actually this just happened to me and my husband a couple of days ago, we were arguing. We tend to argue in our bedroom so that we're not yelling throughout the house. And then afterwards we went outside, we were all fine and dandy. We were hugging and kissing and laughing. And my 13 year old walked up to, she goes, you guys were just fighting. How did you guys just make up? And I felt like, maybe I didn't do the right job in, in teaching them what it was like. You know what I mean? Cause I, I went, yeah. through, my parents argued all the time and then they didn't speak for six months at a time. So that sort of messed me up as far as relationship wise. And, and my husband went through something different and worse than mine. But I told, I had my husband and I, we had to tell our 13 year old, we were like, well, it's okay for us to argue because we love each other. And if we didn't argue, then there would probably be, it's an imagination. That's not real. It's not a real relationship. Yep, exactly. Arguing is, is healthy because it gets out things that you need to say. And then it's how you make up and solve the problems. And it was so weird because her eyes lit up. Like she realized something that she never knew before that it was okay to argue. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Cause it, there's uh, it's healthy to argue long as you argue in the right way, long as it's yeah. not being, if it, they're like you guys, that was a great learning lesson for your daughter. So hopefully that translates down the road whenever she's in a relationship that she'll know, okay, this is okay. Now we can make up and go forward. Yeah, that's it's, it is. And you know what? It's, it was also a great lesson for my husband and I, to be honest with you, because 
we realized something that was missing in our parenting skills and our parenting toolbox, I should say, to, you know, put into place more often and, and showcase that arguing is okay and how you argue matters and how you cope afterwards matters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's very important. Yeah. So listen, now I'm going to tell everybody to follow you, obviously, because you're an amazing dad and you are building something here that is unique all into itself. So for you listeners out there who are listening, please follow JP at Sidekick Dad on Instagram. And you can also find him on, I think, what's your website? It's SidekickDad.com. SidekickDad.com, yes. It's an awesome website. <laughs> I'm just going to say uh, Yeah, I awesome appreciate domain. it. That is an awesome domain. Okay, so how often do you post your articles? So once a week, we're going to start posting once a week. And then I also want to get into um, on Instagram, start posting at least two or three times a week. Nice. That is hard to do. That is not easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you, well, I don't, do you have a creator Instagram or do you have a business Instagram profile? I have a creator Instagram right now. Okay. So when you are able to, I'm just going to give you this tip because it, it helped me so much. It helped me gain back time with my family. I should say it that way, really. If you decide to do to do the posting on Instagram a few times a week or even more than that per day, you should probably download that app preview. It auto schedules for you. So you can create your posts ahead of schedule and it'll you can it'll auto populate into your Instagram account for you if you have a business account. Oh, excellent. I did not know that. Well, there you go. There's a tip for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's fantastic. <laughs> it'll just it'll just help you like not have to be stuck or glued to your phone or social media trying to come up with all this stuff. You can plan it out days in advance. Yeah, no, that's that's smart. I like that. Like sometimes you'll see my Instagram will like auto like I'll just like it'll look like I posted and I po- I tend to post every like six hours, um, but it's all scheduled ahead of time, so I don't have. Uh, to okay, that. that that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> It, it actually lets me go to sleep like by nine o'clock. Someplace. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never knew that was a thing. That's super, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it and it's going to help you grow your brand, which is super important because if you want my honest opinion, I have a funny feeling you're going to have a book deal sooner than you think. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's uh that's the end goal right now. I think, I think that's, we're going to, dream big and go for it. Yeah, you, you should. You definitely should. Let me ask you this one question before we head out. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you see yourself in three years? I know you said teaching, but if this keeps going in the direction it's going, is that is there room for that? There is room for that. So that's something that I did speak with somebody recently. I actually had a conversation with someone and I asked them how to get into like not just uh, writing a book, but also after you write the book, getting into speaking gigs and things like that because I feel like there's room out there for that as well so that's something three years down the road if things go to plan that's kind of something I see as well that's awesome I'm very impressed and I, I gotta say this I'm very proud of you I don't know you personally too well but getting to know you this last couple of weeks and reading your pieces and talking to you today I think that that's very impressive and I think a lot of dads out there and parents in general should be looking up to you right now as a role model. 
I appreciate that. That that means a lot. Well, I, I, it's true. I, I I give you lots of credit for that because it's not it's not easy to be a stay at home person at all. To being yes. a is difficult. It's a hard choice to make, and and the fact that you made it even before the pandemic hit is amazing. It, it was, yeah, and that's something I wanted to stress because it, I feel like there's a lot of people assume we stay home because we did it because of the pandemic, but it was long before that. That's fantastic. I am so impressed by you, which is obviously the reason why I reached out to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wanted you to come on to the podcast and things like that. So that's fantastic. I really think so. So, you well, know. I do want to thank you for just having me on and reaching out. Oh, well, you're welcome. I just, I loved your stuff. I was like, wow, this, this guy's awesome. I was telling my husband about it before I even reached out to you. <laughs> that's funny. I appreciate it. That's awesome. That was good <laughs> well, to hear. Listen, here's your podcast chance. Throw me a 30-second elevator pitch for your blog. Why should all of our listeners and followers follow you and, and subscribe to your blog? So basically, I'm just a husband, a dad, a girl dad, and I'm just trying to learn how to be the best father and I can be to my daughter. And it's basically looking at life as an adventure and passing that on to my daughter now that I'm on the greatest adventure of my life, which is being a dad, taking care of being a stay-at-home dad at that. That's awesome. So where should we follow you? How do we subscribe? So follow me on Instagram at SidekickDad. And then, of course, visit my website at SidekickDad.com. And I am on Twitter as well, sidekickdad underscore com. But I'm learning Twitter at the moment, <laughs> figuring out the Twitter side. Twitter is a, a beast. To be yeah, it's a whole nother, whole nother animal I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel your pain on that one. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll figure it out. You've gotten, you're doing great things. And I think that we should all expect a lot of great things from you. All right. So let's leave it with one piece of advice you could give to every parent out there right now who's wondering whether or not they should make a career move and, and even do something similar to what you're doing. What's one piece of advice? So biggest piece of advice for biggest piece of advice I'd say would be if you're thinking about it, just do it. If you're thinking about it and you're not doing it, it's because it's hard and it's because it's difficult and it's because it's honestly scary. That's what you need to do because your kids are going to see that and that's going to make them go do hard, difficult things as well. That's a great piece of advice. It's awesome. And that's our show for today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can be notified when new episodes get published. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share it with all of your friends. And be sure to follow Atomic Mommy on Instagram at Atomic underscore Mommy to never miss a beat. Thanks for listening. Until next time.